0: This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaltrail.ca. Connection to your local region is everything to a craft brewery. Even better when you have a strong historical connection. Connection. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name is Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer and I have a passion for beer. In this podcast series, I profile the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. If you've been enjoying this series or if this is your first time here, be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode on your favorite podcast app or head to the website at Cascadian.beer. I'm in the Caribou Regional District of British Columbia in the town of Quinnell. Located in the center of the city along Highway 97 is the brewery with a brand connection back to the region's gold rush days. I sat down with their brewmaster.
1: My name is Aaron Dale and I'm the head brewer at Barkerville Brewing
0: in okay. Quinnell. In and Quinnell. And and we are sitting in the lovely remodeled tap room that uh, was refurbished this year or was it the year before?
1: Uh, it's kind of been a work in progress. The uh-huh. first year, we did a lot the first year because it was dated, oh. very dated. There was some really awesome plaid carpet. Oh. And the bar that was here a long time ago, that's what we had for seating, all these old bar stools and bar tables that had burn marks and stuff. So oh, that that bad. happened pretty quick.
0: Okay. All right. And this, uh, the sign there says re-established in 2013. So what was re-established about this place?
1: Um, in Barkerville during the 1860s, there were, depending on what you read, I've read three breweries, but I've also heard people say there were six breweries and at least one of them was called Barkerville. Okay. And there was one called the Phoenix, which is currently flush bathrooms. If you visit the historic town of Barkerville, which is pretty funny. right? And I don't know what the other ones were called, but.
0: Okay. All right. My favorite question to ask is how did beer find you?
1: It found me wanting a change in my life, right? which I mean, it found me a long time ago, but um, I heard there was going to be a brewery here. I like beer. I liked beer. I thought I was quite snobby but it turns out I probably wasn't and I was in forestry for a really long time and decided that I was going to work here and I wrote a really nice cover letter with my partner because I my resume basically was tree planting that was it so cover letter did it
0: I mean I I bet there's a lot of uh beer consumed after tree planting
1: that's just it that's why I thought I was snobby you know like I had I definitely drank craft beer but I was not, you know, against, like, lucky, really, (laughs) if it was really cold and it was shotgunned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, fancy cover letter.
1: Fancy cover letter. What happened? Russ, the main investor, phoned me the day I dropped it off, which was, I think, the day they started actually selling beer through the doors. Well, selling beer at all. He, it was like, I don't know what, it was a weekend and he phoned me and I was really rude on the phone because I didn't know what his name was. And the call display showed some stranger and it was Saturday at 530. And anyway, he wanted an interview. And I was like, oh, wow. So he interviewed me on the Sunday, I think, and gave me a job. And then he left. And the three employees that were here had no idea what to do with me. So the first day, I pretty much didn't do anything. And the second day, I decided I was going to make a Wemyss book because I have experience with that. And I wasn't going to sit here. And then I learned to clean kegs and then I started running the bottling line and then I kind of just made myself, you know, useful. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, eventually I was kind of doing all the seller responsibilities. I was also working in the storefront cause I was, I knew they would want somebody to do that. That's when my cover letter aimed for both. And then, uh, yeah. And then Troy left who was our first brewer and, We tried to replace him with someone from out of town who declined and then uh, Bill Herdman actually was driving through town and stopped at the brewery and told Russ that he should just hire someone from here. So then they decided to go with me and Bill came up for a week and kind of just made sure everything was, you know, working the way it should. And that's been it. I phoned him quite a bit in the beginning and so far we're two years since Troy left and mm-hmm. still here yeah <laughs> still here so
0: uh, I take it no home brewing experience uh,
1: you know, one I, extract batch
0: one extract batch <laughs> <laughs> and, and when was that was that uh, that
1: was before I started working here because okay, okay. what bother really Real, after that yeah. right right
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh how did your first batch go on uh, the system here
1: I'd probably brewed about five times before Troy left and maybe once or twice without him actually here. And mm-hmm. those were all, you know, really stressful, but fine. Yep. And then, uh, Bill came and he adjusted the mill, oh, okay. <laughs> which changes everything. So the first time I got stuck mash <laughs> and I'd never had one of those and, you know, really cloudy wort. And I learned a lot the first, like, you know, five, Bruce, because I didn't know why. When Troy was here, he's like, "You do this, you do this, you do this," and the whys were are going in. And uh, I actually took an online like a certificate, but everything sort of fell in place once I had a stuck mash and I had cloudy wort and Yeah, it didn't take long for a lot of things to fall in place. But there's been so much more since then that have mm-hmm. become more and more clear. But yeah. It, it was stressful. Yeah, <laughs> and then there was a typo on a brew sheet. Oh, that um, was a final gravity or a, a fi- uh, an original gravity typo. So at the end of my brew day, my wort was really high gravity. So I kind of watered it down. Watered it down. I ended up putting some down the drain so that I could get the recipe right. And then I flipped my page over. And it had been a typo. So now I had this really watered down version of our product, which became our winter ale.
0: <laughs> we right.
1: spiced it up. We like added a bunch of stuff to it. And yeah.
0: <laughs> well saved. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah.
1: like, what do you do, right? You yeah. just kind of turn the page over and go home because yeah. we can't do anything with that today.
0: <laughs> so what is the size of the system back there?
1: It's a 15 barrel. System,
0: Yeah. And how many tanks and, uh,
1: we have three single fermenters and we have three double fermenters and one single bright tank and one double bright tank.
0: Cool. And then how, how often are you turning those over
1: in the summer? It was three to four times like three or four batches a week Mm -hmm. right now. It's more two or three. We actually have a fermenter that is unusable right now. Mm -hmm. And, we also had a staff person leave this summer, and he was the only other person who could brew. And also, he was the only person that ran the packaging or the one bottling line besides me. So, there's been a bit of a crunch. I can't brew and bottle at the same time. So, no. it's, that's been a bit of a, but it's all turning around right now. Like, mm. we have someone who is going to run the bottling line this week without me. So, yay.
0: All right. <laughs> I'm in conversation with Barkerville Brewing. This was my first time visiting Northern British Columbia. And, of course, I followed the BC Ale Trail. At bcaletrail.ca, you'll find the newly launched Ale Trail for Northern BC, where you'll not only get suggestions for what breweries you should visit, but also pubs, local restaurants, and other activities the area has to offer. While on the website, you'll also find a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC, a calendar with great beer events, and a blog featuring stories from BC's craft beer scene. So whether you're planning a visit or wanting to be a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. All right, let's jump back into my conversation with Aaron from Barkerville Brewing. So, I mean, you were here from the beginning yeah. when it was reestablished. Um, what was the community's response when the, the doors opened?
1: we probably made a bad choice about our first beer. Oh, okay. Um, the first beer we made was like a hot forward Amber, right. which is still my go-to beer, but, um, it's probably the reason that I actually put the resume in cause mm-hmm. it wasn't a lager. Cause I probably don't appreciate lagers as much as I could. Right. Um, and Alyssa is a bud town, big bud town. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who were like, you know, there's a wide range of insults or, yeah. yeah. um, so it was a, okay there's some people who from the beginning have wanted there to be you know good selection of craft beer here and mm-hmm. those people are have been very loyal mm-hmm. and like we've we have one guy who's in here almost every single day who like has a beer or two a day and he's been here since day one it's been slow i think to get a lot there's probably some people who'll never ever come in here because they had 18 karat once and they're they'll never mm-hmm. notice that we've you know, put out 20, almost 30 beers since then. So, right. and that's, we only had, um, a manufacturer's license in the beginning. So we could serve one 12 ounce glass of beer per person per day. So that's pretty right. boring. Like nobody's yeah. going to sit here for that. No. So we didn't have a lot of people staying in the room. And then, um, it was probably six months. It was June that we got our lounge endorsement and you know, it's slowly picked up now it's busy mm-hmm. on Fridays and Saturdays. And, or sorry, Thursdays and Fridays and even Saturdays. It's quite amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it's really amazing.
0: Uh, because you guys are pretty much it. I mean, like the closest next hub is would be Prince George, right? For any other craft beer. Yes. Oh, and yeah.
1: we have Prince George people who come here, which is really awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, how many how many draft lines are you uh, running out of the tasting room?
1: We have 12 okay. draft lines.
0: Cool. And there's a couple flagships in there. And how many rotators?
1: Yeah. Uh, That's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think probably there's six kind of core brands. And then we have, there might be more than that. We have our stout, which is a seasonal and it's on tap right now. Mm -hmm. Um, A porter that's a seasonal, it's on tap right now. Mm -hmm. We still have some summer seasonals, like our our Whip Beer and a Hibiscus Paleo. Yeah. I don't know. Right now we actually have more beer than we have taps.
0: Right. That's kind of a good problem to have.
1: Sort of. Yeah. Yes. Frozen <laughs> cons. and cons. Yeah, pros and
0: cons. <laughs> but, um, I mean, your beer is different. So I can see why, um, you know, maybe a small community that hasn't been exposed to too much craft beer would, uh, you know, be, uh, welcoming with open arms because, um, like your 52 foot stout actually has birch syrup in it, which is a little, a little different. Um, what's the story behind that beer?
1: There's probably a couple stories behind it. I, I, uh, that's, so Troy brewed that beer and a couple things I heard about it is the first time he brewed it, almost everything went wrong. He was doing like not on the big system, but on the small, and he was doing two batches at the same time. And he ended up, I think he hopped the stout wrong. And he uh, basically, I don't think anything went right. I think he had a boil over. I think he boiled too long. I think the gravity was wrong and he was going to dump it, but he kept it. And then it ended up Tasting delicious. Mm-hmm. And I I don't actually know why the bird syrup went in in the beginning. I wasn't here, so I don't right. know. I've right. tried it obviously with and without. I do think it adds something really subtle, but it's noticeable. And I think it ages almost out completely, but it's still there. Like mm-hmm. I've kept aside a bottle that wasn't, you know, pre-stout or pre-syrup. And it's got a little, I don't know, tanginess mm-hmm. or Something I don't, know. Yeah. indescribable,
0: indescribable, <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: First syrup is like it's for barbecue sauce, not pancakes. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not your breakfast syrup. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what about some of uh, your creations that you've come up with? What would have been some of those?
1: The first one I did, I think, is the porter, and it's a chili chaga porter, chocolate porter. Mm-hmm. And I did that a bunch on the test batch system. That was kind of my I like mushrooms a lot. I'm a that was gonna be my career before I found out there was a brewery here. I want I really wanted to grow mushrooms and I like picking them and mm-hmm. and chaga is a fungus that's used for medicinal purposes. And some of the compounds are extracted in boiling water, and some of them are extracted by alcohol. So I thought it'd be kind of f- funny, cool to put chaga. So I put it in the boil and then I chuck it in the fermenter. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough alcohol in the beer to really extract all those medicinal qualities. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so there's chaga in there, which maybe makes it a little bit earthy, but it's Kind of mostly overpowered. There's a lot of chocolate malt and chilies.
0: And what kind of chilies are you checking in there?
1: The first couple batches, Serrano and Thai and a few jalapenos. But I just got some at the farmer's market this weekend for the next batch, which I'm very excited about. Because it's the first time I've got been able to get local ones while I was brewing the beer. I wasn't, I'm right. not that organized. So I got <laughs> a bunch this weekend and I'm super pumped. So there's Thai, Thai jalapenos and... Uh, scotch bonnet, and one other kind that I'm going to remember later. Anyway, I'm very excited.
0: No, I bet. (laughs) And uh, what about your hibiscus ale that you tried?
1: Yeah, that was for the Pink Boots Brew Day. And that, I don't actually, Cam from Smithers does a kettle sour that's got hibiscus in it. And Mm -hmm. I tried it at Beer Fest and the color was the first thing that got me of that beer. And I really wanted to make a beer that was like his The batch he had there was like almost red and then this pink boots brew day came up and there was like, we use a specific blend of hops for this year's recipe and they kind of are floral and citrusy. And I thought hibiscus, like it's a bit tart and it would work really well. Plus it would look cool. So yeah. Yeah. So we did that and it worked out really well. It's people, it's pretty, it's been fairly well received.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Quesnel here, um, if somebody was to come and visit, uh, what are some kind of main attractions here that you would recommend as local?
1: I would go to in Quesnel, Quesnel.
0: like or surrounding facilities.
1: Um, okay. Well, in Quesnel, I would go to the farmer's market because mm. it's really a nice farmer's market. It's pretty vibrant. And
0: and what days do uh does, does that run?
1: That's on Saturday. I think it starts at 8:30 and it runs till around 30 or 2. Right. And conveniently it's directly across the street from the brewery, so you can Perfect. go straight <laughs> to the brewery after. Great. And there's live music and stuff at the farmers market. It's a really nice farmers market. And the downtown itself, like I'm not from here and one of the first things that I started to appreciate living here is there is a downtown and it's mm-hmm. it's actually Kind of when underwent quite a bit of construction this summer, so it's been a little. Less. It looked
0: nice when I drove in. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: get it's it's they're starting to finish up, so you can actually walk around. And you know, there's lots of hanging baskets, and there's lots mm. of small businesses in our downtown. And I don't know, I don't go out of town to buy anything because we've got it all here, really. Yeah, we have. Well, we're awfully close to Barkerville, which mm. is really cool place to visit. The more I go, the more I appreciate it. I don't know. I, you know, maybe there's a certain age in your life where you're like, oh, it's not that cool. But actually, I went. It was amazing. It's Especially if you go at night, it's I, it's haunted. I'm sure it's haunted. And why wouldn't it be? <laughs> right. And if somebody doesn't know
0: what Barkerville is, what exactly is
1: Oh, sorry. Barkerville is the historic gold town, which is one of the, depending on what you read, or uh, one of the main reasons that British Columbia became a colony of England, because all this gold was being found there and they needed to be able to get there hands on the taxes basically. (laughs) And yeah, so 1860s, um, 1865, I think was right around when it was really booming and the largest town North of San Francisco and West of Chicago or Mm -hmm. uh, depending on, you know, I don't know, four to 10,000 people who lived there. And there's, uh, there's still a community right nearby called Wells, which is also amazing. It's really Really focused on art, and there's a great music festival there in the summer called Arts Wells. Hmm. And um, there's a lot of things that happen through Island Mart- Mountain Arts all year round. They have music, plays, authors, uh, workshops. It's just, and you're in the mountains, like, which is less than an hour from Cornell, which isn't super mountainous. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, been relatively uh, flat on yeah. <laughs> my drive down from Prince George today. So, yeah
1: took me a long time to appreciate the uh, topography here and yeah. coming from the coast, I was like, wow, this is so unspectacular, <laughs> <laughs> but now I think it's gorgeous. The,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love the, yeah, the farms and the hay fields and the, mm-hmm.
0: and it's um, very changeable with the seasons up here, right? Yeah. I can imagine, right?
1: Four seasons. So, yeah,
0: exactly. Four seasons. Four seasons. Rather than down on the coast where yeah. it's like two and a half seasons. Maybe. Yeah. So,
1: I do yeah. like the four seasons. I like the winter. Like there's lots to do here in the winter. There's a Hallis is a ski club, mm-hmm. cross country ski club, which has a bunch of trails, dog friendly trails, light, lighted trails. You can rent skis there, skate skis, classic, whatever. Right. And then there's in the Wells Barkerville region. There's there are there's a bunch of ski touring that you can do there's mm-hmm. um cabins that you can spend the night at mm-hmm. and there's also troll ski resort which is pretty nice little hill really family friendly hill big log lodge with a huge like fireplace and wood stove and cafeteria and it's awesome sweet Yep.
0: all right so if somebody's never been to the sparkerville brewing company before mm-hmm. yes uh, what would be an experience that you would like them to walk away with after visiting you guys
1: I would like them to feel like they came into a friendly space where um, they were free to chat, drink beer, talk to whoever they wanted. And it's it's a pretty friendly place in here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a big communal table. So I've seen strangers come in mm-hmm. and end up leaving. Actually, I didn't see them leave because I left and they were here like six hours playing a board game, right. drinking beer. There's, you know, there's food. It's super casual. There's kids. There's
0: you have bands and stuff on the weekend too? Or?
1: Uh, no, we no. occasionally have, um, usually like once, like this time of year. So not in the summer, but we have once a month, we have um, a local guy who DJs mm-hmm. and that's always for, it's a, always a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know specifically, it's usually once a month, like the yeah. third Friday or whatever.
0: Right. So apart from your mushroom beer, uh, do you have another beer in mind that you're excited to try and and, try and it, make. to try and make yeah
1: um i've got a few i feel like i'm probably going to be waiting a while because we only have 12 taps so <laughs> yeah. i would like to do a sh- like a dark lager like a, which i've done a couple test batches of but you know it's never the same on a big system mm-hmm. and i also have never got my hands on a like a not really old german dark lager so i it seems I find it difficult to try to make a style that that you've never actually tasted. You can read a lot about it, but yeah. it's that. And we have discussed uh, staff staff wise. It's we where it's predominantly women here, and we've talked about how lovely it would be to just have a beer instead of taking. Um, medication for cramps, you know, once a month, Mm -hmm. kind of like level out our moods and stuff. So a PMS beer. So that's been like something that we will never, ever tell people that's what it is when it finally comes out, but it's probably (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. We've done a couple test batches with different herbs in it that just help you kind of calm down and maybe Mm -hmm. help you sleep a bit better. and. right. We'll not label it the PMS beer, but we might
0: actually.
1: <laughs> Why not?
0: All right. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much to Aaron for her time. It was really great to finally meet her and uh, sit down and chat in the tasting room. And thanks to everybody up there uh, who looked after me as well. Great beers, great location. Got to check it out if you're up in Northern BC, which by the way, why don't you go to the thebcaltrail.ca because we have the new northern launched ale trail that you can check out. And thanks so much again to the BC Trail for making this episode possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And uh, you know, you got that beer enthusiast in your life, let them know about it. Cascadian.beer is the website. And be sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app. Really helps us get this episode and the others into as many ears as possible. If you want to follow us on social media, you can by going to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. I'm on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. For more information and to follow the podcast series, head to the website at Cascadian.beer. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And until next time, remember, support your local.